You're listening to the Parents of Hardworking Teens podcast, episode 59, Setting How Goals, so that your teen not only has an outcome in mind for the semester ahead, but has a crystal clear path on what to do in order to accomplish it. I'm Katie Jones, and with over 15 years in education as an award-winning high school teacher, international external examiner, and as a study coach, I've helped thousands of students skyrocket their results and confidence. And this podcast is where I share all my insights, tactics, and tips with you, the parent, so you can help your hardworking team get happy, smart, and successful in their study, and have you both enjoy the journey along the way. This is the Parents of Hardworking Teens podcast. Hey VIPs, I hope you and your teens had a wonderful mid-year break and that you are ready and raring to go for semester two. I thought this would be a perfect time to talk a little bit about goal setting and specifically the system that I like to use, which I am calling How Goals, because I think there is a tendency to sometimes sort of name or specify a goal and put it out there into the world and then hope that just by, you know, working harder or studying longer or doing more, that that is going to come true. And for me, I think it's important to get a lot more specific about not just naming the goal. We've heard all about things like SMART goals and how to set those up very specifically. But I think that having a lot more focus on the how, how we're actually going to accomplish that, and specifically, therefore, what we are going to do on perhaps a daily or a weekly basis is really, really helpful to essentially make sure that we get there. (laughs) And sometimes I think also taking the emphasis off the outcome can be really helpful just in terms of mindset and instead focusing on the things we're actually doing that will eventually just lead us to that goal. So I want to take you through the process for setting up these types of goals and then how to make those happen. So a how goal is where the focus is not on the actual outcome, but instead on what they are going to do in order to achieve it. And therefore, it forces us to chunk down and break down the steps, the process for getting there. And a bit of a metaphor, I suppose, or a way to explain this, and I know I use a lot of sort of fitness analogies here, but I think this really works, is when I used to do a lot more running than I do now, (laughs) um, I would sort of, you know, get partway through, halfway through, maybe towards the end of a run and, you know, you're getting tired and you just want to stop, you just want to walk. And I would just set little markers that I could literally see just in front of me to get to. And it would often be, you know, a lamppost or that corner or that tree. And I would literally just be saying, okay, just get to the next lamppost. And then it would be get to the next tree and then just get to the end of this street. And eventually you would have completed the 10K or the time or whatever it was that you were aiming for. But just doing that next chunk is absolutely doable even if I'm grimacing all the way through. But I think this is useful because I think we naturally have to do this for very practical 
type goals or activities or outcomes. Like we naturally would say, okay, if I want to go and run a marathon and train to run a marathon, I need to set up a however many week plan. And this week I'm going to run this amount and I'm going to do these stretches and I'm going to do these mobility exercises. And the next week I'm going to run this much. These are the distances. This is how often, like it's very practical and it is naturally very chunked down. But what I see for so many students is when it comes to academic goals, it's like, okay, this is the grade I want to achieve and I'm just going to study more or I'm going to work harder or I'm going to have to focus more. I'm going to spend more hours on my English study or whatever it might be. And it's a lot more vague and less specific and less chunked down. So I'm going to chunk this down into three steps for your teen or for you to help your teen create a how goal for semester two. Now, they can have more than one goal if they would like to. One is a great place to start. I wouldn't have more than three. So between one and three is good. One is great. (laughs) And any more than three is probably taking on a little bit too much and might take away from their focus and really their follow through on accomplishing it. So those are my little bits of advice to get started. And step number one is to name a specific goal. Now, there are two types of goal that I recommend students think about. So firstly, it could, of course, be a specific grade or result. Like, I want to go from a B to an A in maths. But it could also be something about the way that they work. Now, that is harder to measure, but it just means that it takes a little bit more thought to think about what does that actually look like. So it could be, hey, I just need to be, I want to be more focused during my study time. I don't want to be getting distracted. I don't want to be on my phone. I'm going to try not to go over and look at my emails or go onto YouTube. So in that case, what does that actually look like? That means that I'm going to set myself a specific time for study. So it might be, I'm going to spend 40 minutes on this activity and I am going to not look at my phone go on my email, check YouTube, check any other social media just during that time. And each time I sit down to study, I'm going to set myself a specific thing that I'm going to work on in that time. And I'm going to give myself a time frame to work on it. And I'm going to put all other distractions out of the way. So that could be a specific thing in the way that they study. So they are being more effective and efficient and productive during their study time. And therefore, a nice side effect of that is they will likely end up with more time for other things or less stressed thinking that they don't have enough time to get everything done. So they name a specific goal and it does need to be specific so they know if they have achieved it or not. Step number two is to decide and break down, and this is the most important part, this is the most important step, what is required in order to achieve that goal. This is the how part of the goal. The first part is just the naming of the goal. We could just put anything out there and it doesn't mean that it's going to happen unless we know how to make it happen. This is essentially the what and the when. So specifically, what do they need to actually do? What actions do they need to take? And also think about what do they not need to be doing? What do they want to avoid or stop doing. And I really, really want to urge you both to think about being strategic here. You really want to know what is going to give the most bang for buck. 
So I hear so many times people talking about doing some wider reading, doing extra research. And if you've heard me talk for a little while now, you'll know that those sorts of things are not things that I recommend. They're certainly not the top of my list of recommendations that students can be doing in order to A, improve their results or B, optimize how they are studying. Yes, it may well increase their knowledge, but we know that knowledge is not the only thing needed in order to improve your teen's grades. So really getting to know what will give them most bang for their buck, most outcome for their effort is really important here. We don't want them doing more just for the sake of being able to tick a box or say that they are doing more. We want that to actually contribute and lead to the outcome, their overall goal that they want. So for any of you that have your teen in the 10-week grade transformation program or in next level coaching, have your teen come and ask me. I will help them figure out what is the best thing they could be doing in order to achieve the goal that they want. So let's just take a really clear example to work through together. So let's say a student wants to go from a B to an A in maths in semester two. What do they need to do? They need to know exactly what they are going to do and when in order to make that happen. What is the how? What is the bridge from getting from the B to the A? So it could be, I'm going to do an extra five maths practice questions on top of whatever they are set in class or for their basic homework each week. And remember, I said they need to be strategic. They want to be choosing questions that are going to best serve them. So it might be they're going to do two simple ones just to consolidate. They're going to do two complex ones that are going to stretch them a little bit and maybe one challenge one that is really going to represent what that A grade type of question is like. And then they need to think, okay, well, how long is that going to take? And when am I going to actually do it? Maybe it might take an hour to do five extra questions. Are they going to do that in one session or are they going to do, let's say, one question each day, five days of the week? Now, I will say it is probably better for them to really get into the flow with that. So I would probably say do those five questions in a one hour chunk once a week. That would be my recommendation if someone was to come and ask me about that. So we need to specify when that's actually going to happen. We can't just hope that we're going to find an hour at some point during the week each week. So I might look at, okay, when do I have sport on? When am I working shifts in my job? When do I have some free time that I want to actually have relaxing or spending time with friends or family or doing other fun things? And from all of that, I might decide, okay, one hour on a Sunday afternoon. Let's say it's probably going to be between around three to four o'clock. I'm going to specify that is my time to do my five questions for maths, two simple, two complex, and one challenge. That hour is even going to have to include the time that maybe I decide which questions I'm going to do. Maybe I might even need to say I'm going to have an hour and 10 minutes. That gives me 10 minutes to decide which questions. See how specific we need to go on this? If we're not specific, that's when things start to slip or procrastinating over things because it's like, oh, well, I don't know which questions I'm going to do. So how do I sit down and do the questions? (laughs) It's very easy for our brains to give us excuses. But the key point here is that the how becomes the goal. So getting five extra questions done from 3 to 4 p.m. on a Sunday afternoon each week throughout semester two is now 
our goal. Our goal, yes, is to go from the B to the A in the math, but really the how goal, the how I'm going to make that happen is my goal to do five questions from maths, too simple, too complex, one challenge every Sunday afternoon throughout semester two. So our brains don't need to fixate quite so much on that A grade. If we've set a strategic how, all we need to do is focus on doing that how each week. And this is where step three comes in. We need to set up a plan for worst case scenarios or for when things go off track because chances are not every single week of semester two is going to go perfectly or be exactly the same. So it might be that there are certain weeks where they know they are just going to have a lot of assignments due or they're going to have an exam block or they're going to maybe even get sick at some point, which we can't plan for. There might be some other emergency or something unexpected that comes up. So step three is another how part of the goal. And we need to think of this in two ways as well. So for the how of step two, we're going to think of what and when. And then for step three, we're going to think about planning ahead for expected issues. And we're even going to make a plan for when unexpected issues crop up. So expected issues might be a week where we know we're just going to have a lot on with assignments, or maybe we know we have a sports tournament that week, something where we're going to be busier than usual and have other things that might take priority over those five questions. What can we plan ahead for? So if we know that we have, let's say, one week in term three that is going to be really busy and really tricky. We might just want to have Sunday afternoon off. What are we going to do about that? Will we do maybe an extra question each week for the first five weeks? Will you do a full 10 questions the week after? So you kind of double up the following week to make up for the lost week. And I will recommend having some thought again around the strategy behind this. Because yes, we could think, well, hey, like there's 10 weeks in a term. We're saying we're going to do five questions each week. Maybe we could just sit down and do 50 questions in one day. But remember, this is about being strategic and optimizing their work. So getting five questions done per week is a way to have spaced repetition. If we take that away, it may not now be the most strategic or optimal way to do things. So this isn't about cheating the system. It's just about being aware of things that might come up and how we cannot let that goal slip just because those things happen. And then we have the unexpected issues. So how do we plan for something that is unplanned? (laughs) This is where it's a really good idea to set at the start what I call a bare minimum. So let's say we get sick and we miss some of our math classes. We might not really be in a position to do an extra five questions because A, we're not feeling well and B, we've now missed some of the content. So maybe the bare minimum is that, hey, if something unexpected comes up, maybe my bare minimum is just that I make sure I catch up 
on anything that has been missed. I catch up with the content. I do the questions that should have been done in class. That is the bare minimum so that I'm not missing any actual content. If we think about it like training for the marathon in the running example, maybe if we had a week where we got sick, we're obviously not going to go running, but maybe we will just commit to saying, hey, I'm just going to do the stretches and the mobility exercises whilst I'm not feeling well. And then along the way, as they start to execute on this, it's about tracking as they go, thinking what is working, what might not be working, are they sticking to it? And if they are, they can give themselves some sort of appropriate reward. And also, they might even want to evaluate, do we think that this is making a difference? There's no point in keeping doing something if it isn't on track. How do they know if it's going to make a difference? And if they're not following through, if they're not sticking to their how goal, they need to answer honestly for themselves, why not? Why am I not following through? Why am I not completing these five questions? And then what might they need to adapt to mean that they do? And it might be that they need to adapt something in their mindset, or it might need to be something that needs to be adapted on a more practical level. And I have plenty of episodes on how to optimize focus and motivation and productivity, how to actually follow through on getting tasks done. So I'm not going to go into that here. I want to stick to the goal setting process on this particular episode. But if you do want more on that follow through on how to get things done and do them in a really effective and efficient way, then I would definitely recommend checking out some of the previous episodes I've done on this. So I'll give you a few that you can go to and I'll put links directly to these in the show notes, I would recommend episode two, why your teen procrastinates, even though they actually want to get it done. And episodes 53 and 54 will also be really good. So that's motivation mindset hack and staying focused when studying. Those will also both be really good. And some of those might even help you figure out why your teen might not be following through, might not be sticking to their how goals. So those will hopefully be helpful to you as well. But the key point I want to make for today for this episode is that rather than just setting a goal, we actually want to make the how the goal. So the goal is not to go from a B to an A in maths. The goal is to do five extra questions each week so that we are consolidating and honing and extending our ability through spaced repetition that will then get us the A in maths. So for semester two, have your teen set at least one how goal. Name the specific goal, break down and dissect exactly what is required, what they need to do in order to achieve it, what they need to stop doing or not do in order to achieve it, specifically what that looks like and when it will happen. And then Worst case scenarios, when things are not on track, what will be their bare minimum? How can they account for and be proactive in knowing when things will be difficult and what they can do in order to mitigate that? And then the outcome goal, the actual result, whatever that is, will take care of itself. I hope that you and your teen have a very successful and happy semester two to come. I will see you back here next week. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Take care. I'll see you soon. Bye. 
you're ready to have your teen achieve their best possible results with less stress, then I want to invite you to enroll them in the 10-week Grade Transformation Program, where they're going to learn the key concepts, skills, and strategies to catapult their performance in assessments and exams. It's risk-free. They either achieve bigger and better results with a whole lot more confidence in 10 weeks, or we refund you in full. Just head over to www.rocksolidstudy.com forward slash program and I'll see you there.